Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. Well, hello and welcome to In Awe by Bruce. If I asked you today what country has the fastest growing evangelical community in the world, what would your answer be? Maybe you're thinking China, maybe somewhere in Africa. At an astounding 19.6% growth rate, doubling every four years, would you be surprised to learn it's Iran? And number two is Afghanistan? We'll learn more about that today as we have the founder and president of Iran Alive, Dr. Hormuz Shariat, on the line today. Pastor Shariat left Iran in 1979 after the Islamic Revolution and became a Christian while pursuing his PhD in artificial intelligence at USC. In 2001, he created Iran Alive and using satellite TV broadcasts the gospel 24-7 into Iran and the Middle East. He also started a church that has hundreds of converted Muslims. He's a tremendous resource for understanding Iran, the Middle East, the United States, and how they impact each other. Please welcome Dr. Hormuz Shariat. Pastor, or should we call you Pastor Hormuz? Or? Just Hormuz is, is enough. Hormuz, okay. Well, <laughs> welcome, and thank you for joining us today on In Out by Bruce. Well, thank you so much, Bruce, for allowing me to share. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're glad to have you and like to start right in. You came over and you were a Muslim coming from Iran and went into your doctorate. What happened there that turned things around? Well, I, I was a, I was born as a Muslim and I was a pretty devout Muslim in early years of my life. So there was a spiritual journey. And when I came here, it was just another step in a journey. In early years, I was just following Islam and doing my ritual prayers and uh, Islamic fasting. Mm -hmm. And when I got to be a teenager, I said, oh, that doesn't make sense. Just repeating these prayers doesn't add anything to my life. Just be a good person and focus on study. So my dream was to, to come to U.S., get a Ph.D., and become a research scientist. Uh, okay. I wanted to be that. Um, I got my bachelor's in Iran. By the way, in 79, at the time of revolution, I was in Iran just graduating uh, university, and I was shouting on the streets of Iran, shouting, I'm sorry to say that, shouting, death to America, death to America. <laughs> I was one of those students. Of course, since then, I've changed my mind, and I sing, God bless America today, and I really <laughs> mean it. This is a blessed country. Oh. So after that, a time of revolution, I came, I, I had admission from University of Southern California in Los Angeles. So I came for a PhD there, but my, my faith woke up. I just said, maybe there is God and maybe I should pay attention. Look, if there is God, it must be in Islam because Islam took over Iran. It defeated superpower USA mm. and kicked out Shah. 
So it must be true. Maybe I was too young to make a decision that it doesn't relate to my daily life. So I went on a journey of study. I said, I'm going to be a good Muslim. I'm going to study the Quran. I know, be knowledgeable of what I'm committing my life to. I got a Quran and I studied it very carefully. Of course, I knew a lot about it, but learn more. By the yeah. time I finished Quran, I said, okay, what happened? It didn't add anything to my life. Where is God? I have no relation with God. It didn't change anything inwardly or outwardly, just some commandments. Mm. So I said, no, just accept. Life is empty. And if there is God, it doesn't relate to your daily life. But you know what, Bruce? Out yeah. of intellectual pride, I said, I'm going to read a Bible. I said, well, I'm a researcher, and if people tell me, ask me about God, I can, I want to tell them, oh, I've read them. I've read the Old Testament. I've read the New Testament. I've read the Quran. So mm -hmm. I, I picked the Bible. I said, there is nothing new in it because we believe that Muslims believe that Islam is the last and most complete religion. So I didn't have any courses. That was a summer. And I, I was putting like 14 hours, 16 hours a day into searching for God. So I picked the Bible and said, I'm going to read it in three days because there's nothing new in it. I know all of it. And I read Genesis, jumped to New, Ma uh, new Testament, Matthew. And you know what happened? Every sentence of Jesus, I was struggling. Uh. Who is this Jesus? It doesn't <laughs> match the profile of a prophet. It doesn't, it's not the, the Jesus that Islam tells me. You know what? I wanted to read the whole thing in three days. I wanted to read the whole thing in three days, but in three months, I was in Matthew 5, Sermon on the Mount, struggling with the verse. So, you know, another intellectual uh, misconception I have. And many, many intellectuals have that. Mm -hmm. All religions are the same. And why do they fight? If you really study them, they all converge. That's what I, what I was thinking before. But mm -hmm. the more I studied Quran and the Bible, I realized they do not converge. They diverge. They both cannot be true. So... Mm -hmm. I struggled, and then somebody invited me to the Church of the Open Door in downtown Los Angeles. That's where J. Vernon McGee, who is still on radio, was oh a my previous, gosh. previous pastor. That's yeah. where I heard the simple message of the gospel. I accepted it with a simple prayer, and my life was transformed overnight. That's great. And, you know, and I got excited, Bruce. I said, Amazing. I've been searching, studying for months. Nothing has changed in my life. But this little faith, simple faith, is transforming me from within. I got excited. Wow. I said, I, you know, I, what I felt, I felt something. I, I hope every Christian feels that way. Mm. I felt if I keep this to myself, I am selfish. Mm -hmm. This is solution to personal problems, to marriage problems. My marriage was healed. I was about to get divorced. And we cancel that. It can change nations. Wow. This simple message that a child can understand can <laughs> transform nations. I got, I got to dedicate my life to it, and that's what I did. <laughs> Boy, I'm a, you've got me pumped up. <laughs> that is so exciting, and the passion that I feel coming from you is just is just contagious. It's it's wonderful. And take us then further. You went from there to starting a church down the line. Right. I got my PhD and I did research in AI for 11 years. But meanwhile, I was, as I said, I, I started uh, sharing the gospel with other Muslims, especially Iranians. 
uh, not many open hearts and open minds. So mm -hmm. I will work really hard and a few converts far between. And one thing happened. Uh, my younger brother, who was 16, was arrested on a, a minor political charges by the Iranian government. Mm -hmm. And they kept him in jail for two years. And my mom would visit and they would tell my mom, oh, he's doing fine. Uh, we're going to release him. He's a young man. He's, he's following what we are telling him. And But uh, two years later, when he turned 18, they called my mom and they said, come and take his body. We just executed oh. him. They, they just shot him. Wow. And I was a new believer praying for my brother. By the way, when my mom went to get the body, you know what? They charged her. They charged <sighs> her for the bullets, for everything, oh. for, for oh. killing her son to release the body. So... I went through a few days of crisis. I said, God, I prayed that you will save my brother. What happened? And this is not right. This is injustice. I I just, I, I went through, first of all, revenge. I felt, okay, I have to do something against the government of Iran. I have to take revenge. Then I remembered, oh, no, 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 no. God says revenge is mine. Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Okay, revenge is yours. Lord, I hate him. I hate him. Oh, you ask us not to hate and th that you even have to love your enemies. Okay, 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 God. So I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry, Lord. And I felt that God says, no, if you're angry at somebody in your heart, you've already killed them in your heart. So mm -hmm. I, I said, God, what is this I got into? I can't do anything. Can I at least cuss so I can feel better? <laughs> so I said, oh, no, no, no. You can't cuss with the same mouth that you worship. That's when I said, God, show me, what do I need to do? And I felt God said, there is only one enemy, and that's Satan. And mm. those who killed your brother, they are victims of this false religion. Satan, through this false religion, is enslaving people. And I committed those three days of grieving and praying. I committed my life to loving Muslims and sharing the gospel with them. <sighs> And I said, God, would you use my life for the rest of my life that one million Muslims would hear the gospel? Salvation mm -hmm. is yours. I just want to share this message with one million Muslims. And you know what? By his grace, through media and satellite television, I think we've passed that one million. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I'm sorry it had to come that way, and yet out of the worst situations, it's amazing what God can do, and he allowed you to go through all those feelings, and you taking them to him in faith guided you to the impact that's happening today, so thank you for taking that path. So as I was doing research, I continued to share the gospel, and when I graduated, moved to Silicon Valley, that's where I did my research with the uh, uh, Lockheed Artificial Intelligence Center. I loved my job. I yeah. really loved research and at the same time evangelized. This time the Lord, I mean, things happened. Hundreds of Muslims in the San Jose Bay Area came to Christ. So mm. formed a church and hired a pastor and the church was going well. And one day, I really for that, I mean, that's that's amazing how God works. One day I walked into my corner office with nice view of Palo Alto, beautiful, and I was rejoicing. I said, God, after years of evangelizing, not many things happened. Now mm. there's a growing church, 
and we have a pastor and here I love this job for me research was like a game and I had I had programmed my computer so that if I had a theory and it worked it yeah. would come out like whistles and fireworks it would <laughs> tell me that what you thought is working and if it didn't work it just was like a pac-man with a would tell me no this is not the right thinking this is not this doesn't work so i was sitting in front of my computer saying god it's life is good people are getting saved i have a good job and they pay me big money to come here and play games every day <laughs> and the moment i said that in my heart a thought just invaded my heart i felt god saying do you want to be paid big money the rest of your life to play games. Huh. Oh my gosh, that thought uh. did not leave me for two years. I struggled. Uh -huh. And said, God, the church is going well. I'm an elder, I'm uh, evangelizing, and I'm, I'm giving money to the church, and, but mm. I'm not a pastor. You know, my first gift is not pastoral, probably more teacher, maybe a little bit of apostolic of uh, starting things. I like to start things. so. During those two years, I felt God telling me, I'm not calling you to be a pastor for long, just for a short time, but mm -hmm. I am going to do something great in Iran, and I'm giving you the honor to have a part in it. Yes or no? So I said yes to that thought. God, you're going to transform Iran. You're going to save Iran, and you want to use me as a part of it? I say yes to that. I don't say yes to a pastor of a local church, even though I did that for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what, as you shared in the beginning, what God is doing in Iran is historical. Yes. Islam is experiencing its greatest defeat in its history in Iran today. Millions of Iranian Muslims have already rejected Islam. They're done with Islam. And they're open to all kinds of messages, especially Christian messages, very attractive to them. That's why we see hundreds, thousands of Muslims are coming to Christ in Iran. What is it that uh, you find is the attractiveness of the gospel? I mean, you know, we know what it is because of Jesus and his message and everything, but, but what really is catching their ear, turning them from Islam to seeing that Christianity is the answer? Well, there are several elements. One is that Iran is the only country led by clergy, and that's for over 40 years. So mm -hmm. they have seen Islam practiced, implemented at the national level, not just one, two years, for 40 years, for a whole generation. And they understand what Islam is and what effect it has in personal lives, family life, and social life. So they are rejecting Islam because it hasn't, and it doesn't work for them. Not actually doesn't work. It has destroyed Iran. The society, the relationship, the value system, Iran is, has been destructed by the Islamic government. So that's one reason. Another okay. thing is that, that, you know, when you look at the old Iran, the poetry of Iranian poets before Islam and all even after Islam, the Islamic theology and ideology never matched Iranian mm. culture. It, mm -hmm. it was just forced upon. Arabs invaded Iran and forced their religion on Iran. So 
a typical Iranian, without even knowing the gospel, their heart is inclined to believe in a God that loves and forgives. Mm-hmm. So when I share the gospel, Bruce, on, on the air, uh, that's yeah. why you see so many results. People, you know, amazing, Bruce, with the simplest message of the gospel I do on the air, people call and come to Christ. Simple. Wow. And one reason is, as the Bible says, he has already written his word on their hearts. You know what mm-hmm. I hear all the time? What? This is what people tell me. He said, before even we hear you, we always felt that we don't want this God and that we don't believe this God that Islam is telling us. They said, in our heart, we knew, we believe God is love and wants us to love one another. We believe God forgives us and wants to forgive one another. So wow. when we heard your message, it just resonated with our heart. That's why I'm calling to pray to receive Christ. It's a supernatural work of God in, in Iran. He has prepared the hearts of millions. And it's our job to gather the harvest. So, you know, as I'm thinking about that, how is it that your satellite works without them being able to stop it? And how insecure do people feel about listening to it coming in? Do they feel like they're going to get caught, thrown in jail right away, killed, something? Good question. The government is very afraid of it. Christian and the Christianity growing in Iran. First of all, the signal comes from the sky. It's a satellite television. It's mm-hmm. not a whole thing. And with the simplest, cheapest uh, satellite dish in, in their backyard or on the roof, they receive that. And the government on the paper has made it illegal to own a satellite dish. Okay. All people do. It's very popular. Even the government officials and their families are watching and they're coming to Christ. So they cannot reinforce it because everybody has that. Internet is very much controlled and phone calls are very much controlled, but people go to your home, lock your door, watch the satellite. Nobody can stop you. Even if they invade your home, they cannot find out what you watched last night. You know, there is no history watching television or watching satellite television. But on internet, usually there is a history. So it's very popular. And with the corona, many people are staying home. And at this time, our daytime viewership has multiplied. And we are seeing a surge in the number of salvations among Iranian Muslims, even these days, through the hardship. Wow. So the coronavirus, with everybody being sheltered at home, so to put it, that's giving people a chance to hear the gospel more and affecting more people. Of course, more time and the miserable life. You know, the economy is so bad. The government doesn't care Uh about the lives and the future of people. They are desperate. They're hopeless. Now with corona, they are prisoners in their homes. So everything's going bad for them, but fortunately for the gospel, it's the best of the time for the gospel to go forth. <laughs> Amazing. What What are some of the stories that you could tell us that you and I were talking before we got on a little bit about awe-inspiring stories? What ones jump out in your mind that just be beneficial for people to hear? There are stories of to show how open Iranians are stories of persecution, stories of visions, dreams, and miracles, what God is doing, to show how open Iranians are. I have, let, let me share this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is like a picture. People contact us through VPNs and social media. There are secure social media apps 
that people securely are connecting with us. They don't use regular phones. So we have a two-way communication. So mm -hmm. a man called, one of our counselors answered, a young man, 22 years old, answered the phone. And this man was saying, you know, we have been watching your programs and uh, as a family, and we discuss, we are discussing what we hear. And once a week, not just my family, my extended family, about 30 people, we get together, we have lunch, dinner together, and we watch your program and discuss for the last few months. And now we have decided, all of us, to come to Christ. And would you tell us, here in my iPhone is in the speakerphone, would you tell us how we can become a Christian? We already have decided. So here, this young man, in one phone call, prayed and led about 30 people to Christ. Wow. Oh, my. Now, now it, not just long before, there was an American missionary, Dr. Miller, mm -hmm. beautiful man of God, Presbyterian. Before Shah, before the revolution, he was in Iran for over 40 years, and only a handful of Iranians came to Christ. He wrote a book, 10 Muslims Come to Christ, 10 Stories mm -hmm. of Muslims. So... This is the summary, Bruce. What it used to take a lifetime, 10 Muslims to come to Christ in a lifetime, now 30 are coming to Christ in a phone call. That's a good picture. That is amazing. And you're not only having an impact in Iran, you're also having an impact in other places in the Middle East, right? Most of our programs are in Farsi. We have some Arabic programs to reach out to people in their heart language. So Farsi is the language of Persia, Persians. Mm -hmm. And Persian empire, empire was big. So at this point, Iran, Afghanistan, Tajikistan, they all speak Farsi, so they understand, and we covered them. Mm -hmm. And there are Farsi speakers in Uzbekistan and other Stan countries. So we have a extended number of people. We have our footprint covers that. By the way, there are about 5 million Iranians in diaspora uh, in Turkey and Europe who also are watching us. Wow. How many people in Iran are watching your satellite TV daily? It's hard to say there's no Nelson rating, but there was an independent uh, ministry in London did a survey. They went online and asked a general, not just Christians, anybody. Yeah. If you answer this question, we're going to send a link to a good book. So many people answered, thousands of people answered. And one question, there was 40-some channels listed in random every time it was shuffled. And mm -hmm. ask them, which of these satellite programs you watch most often? And our channel came number one, most watched as a Christian channel. We were number five among all Christian and non-Christian. So that survey showed 7.7% of people who answered this survey said that this channel is their favorite channel and they watch it daily. 7.7% of 80 some million, it's about 6 million. So this wow. is, I would say, scientific, that about 6 million people faithfully daily watch us. Next is a guess. My guess is probably about 20 million watch us once a week. That, that's mm -hmm. just an estimate, yeah. And so maybe give people an idea of the numbers of Christians that have 
kind of skyrocketed here from the time that it was only a few to now being many. What are the numbers? What are you seeing as far as people that have converted to Christianity uh, just in general? Well, as you mentioned, Iran has the fastest growing evangelical population. Again, that's not my claim. World Manual uh, has uh, printed that and they have done research on that. The rate of Christianity at the time of revolution, it was few hundred, some people 500 Muslim background believers in Iran. Mm -hmm. And now the estimate, nobody knows, somewhere between 1 million to 3 million. Some people put it half a million. And I, I, I put it 2 million. Some people say 4, 3, 4, 5 million, 6 million yeah. even. And you know what? This is funny. I say, okay, I don't know. I, I don't claim to know, but from the evidence, I said about 2 million. Evidence mm -hmm. in underground church network. Uh, one thing is that we used satellite television, not just for evangelism, amazing tool. Satellite yeah. is an amazing tool to plant underground house churches and encourage them, teach them, lead them every day. It's like the pastor going to their home every day, ministering to them. So what is, what is happening is that the number of house churches are growing, number of Christians are growing and wow. multiplying, but we don't know exactly how. Now, the funny thing I wanted to share is that I give 2 million, okay? I give 1 uh -huh. million, sometimes 2 million. And when I say that number in the West, this is what I get. Oh, Pastor Mos, oh, you're exaggerating just because you're Iranian. Oh, that's 2 million. Oh, that's too much. You, you just <laughs> want to promote your own ministry. You're being, giving big numbers and all that. And you know what? I tell our underground church leaders, I tell them, oh, I think there are 2 million believers in Iran. You know what they tell me? Oh, Two Pastor Hormoz, why, why do you underreport? Why, 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 why do you downplay what God is doing here? It's much <laughs> more than that. And oh, they boy. tell me what happened. Uh, they tell me stories. They say, we, we go to, uh, we take a taxi. Before we start witnessing to taxi driver, he starts witnessing to us about Jesus. We go to, <laughs> to a shop and the shopkeeper, the moment we start, he says, no, I'm a Christian. Uh, I have a home group. Would you like to join my home group? Oh and my. He said, there are, there are so many out there we randomly run into. So it, they, they say the stats are higher than what uh, what the West thinks. There are many, many Christians. And of course, they are so afraid. They are not bold to come and tell everybody. And by right. the way, the building churches are closed. There's no building church. And having a house church is illegal. So there are very few house churches. But there are so many Christians. There are prisoners in their homes. And that's why we try to use media, mm. not just the Christian Western style satellite television. That's not us. You know, when I say satellite television, people think it's like America. It's not. I'm, I'm not a televangelist, you know, <laughs> I'm a pastor. But in the privacy of their homes, they are learning, they're teaching, they're, they're being taught the Bible and they're growing, they're forming house churches. One more thing, Bruce, before we yes. continue, I have to say this. All this, all of this is promised by God. Mm. Iran, are you ready to be shocked? Yeah. I want to shock you, your, your listener. Iran will be a Christian nation. Iran will be a Christian nation. Now, wow. you say, oh, he's so zealous. I'm not saying that. <laughs> God is saying that. 
Jeremiah, mark it and look it up. Jeremiah mm -hmm. 4938. 4938. It talks that passage about the future of Elam. Elam is a land completely inside Iran today. And he says, Jeremiah 49:38, I will set my throne in Elam. Most people know that in Isaiah, he promises that he will set his throne in Jerusalem. But mm -hmm. this is a second place. He says, I will set my throne in Elam. So what does that mean? It's not just number of Christians or number of churches. Iran will be a society where Jesus is known and obeyed and worshipped in every segment of society, not just in the walls of a church. It's going to be in the marketplace, in the government, in the education, media. He will rule Iran because he promised. And we are moving in a direction really fast. So it could be the vision of Iran Alive, our ministry, that we believe this can happen in one generation. It's mm -hmm. not an impossible dream. It's a possible dream. In one generation, Iran will be a Christian country. Wow. And with the explosive growth going on there, yeah, it does seem possible, doesn't it? It is. We believe if we do our part, and by the way, we cannot do it. May I, may I ask your yeah. listeners, would you pray? I cannot do it. This is a field ready for harvest, a nation ready to be transformed, and I can't, and we cannot do it. May I ask you to pray? May I ask you to come and join us? I have 24-7 hours of broadcast. I do mm -hmm. only a few hours myself, two or three times a week I'm on the, on the air. I have partners like Jack Graham and Michael Youssef, and we're going to add uh, Billy Graham soon. So mm -hmm. we have some partners, but I'm asking with other people, would you join me to disciple a nation? And I would love people to pray. And of course, uh, giving and supporting us is always appreciated, but joining in ministry also. Hey, you were telling me earlier about uh, texting you a number. Maybe you could tell people to get a hold of you. Yeah, that's the best way to connect with us, to know more about us. It's to just text a number, a word to a number. So when you text, you put a person's phone number. Don't do that. Put this number. Put 74784. 74784. It's just like an airplane, 747. But then 84. 74784. The word you text is the word Iran. I-R-A-N. Iran. And what you get is a set of links, links to amazing video testimonies that's going to encourage you, uh, links to our website. So you can go from there according to your interest. But if you want to partner with us, please contact. Let's make a difference. Let's transform the Middle East through Iran. We can do it together because God is already doing it. Praise you know? God. Yeah, mm. he's, he's appearing to them in visions and dreams and miracles. Jesus is doing his part. Let's do our part. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you before we go. You'd mentioned the, the vision and dreams, miracles. Can you just give us, you know, something along those lines that tells more about what people are seeing, where God's guiding to any other miracles that would be helpful to understand the impact of how God's working? It happens so much. I have so many stories. It's just common. Let, let me share one story that shows how common it is. I, otherwise, mm -hmm. I can go for hours. Of how <laughs> Jesus is doing it. And for them, it's so normal. That, that's why I want to share this one story. 
there was a live broadcast and this man called. I'm trying to imitate him. He was very monotone, no emotions, matter of fact, speaking. And so he was saying, Pastor Ormos, three months ago, I had liver problem. I called you. You prayed for me. My liver was healed. I went to my doctor. He said, you don't need a surgery. You don't even need to take any medicine. You're, you're healed. So he, he had no emotions, monotone voice. On this side, I got excited. Oh, hallelujah, praise God, Jesus heals, Jesus heals. Then he continued. Then I had a friend who had cancer. I prayed for his cancer, and his cancer was gone, and he was healed. I said, oh, hallelujah, Jesus heals cancer, cancer. Then I had a family member. She had a tumor in her brain. I prayed for her tumor, and the tumor was gone. Oh, Jesus heals tumor. I mean, I was excited, but there was no emotions on his side, nothing, just monotone. So a few minutes of this, he's sharing, sharing all these uh, testimonies. I getting excited. He's showing no emotions. You know what he did at that? He said, Pastor Ormos, why are you so excited? Have you read your Bible? Kind of, hey, guy, this is, this is in the Bible. It, it should be so normal, nothing to be get excited about. Jesus does this. So that's, that's what's happening. You know, Muslims believe Jesus is a miracle worker. Yes. Uh, more than many Christians in America do. Mm-hmm. And Jesus uh, appears to them, heals them, and visions, dreams. is so common that they are not amazed anymore. It's just a yeah. part of their life. Yeah. Boy, you're right. Last year I had on uh, Dr. Watson from uh, the Methodist University Theological Seminary Union down in uh, Dayton. And, and he said the same thing with what he sees when he's going down to the Caribbean and also the African countries that he serves. And he said that they're seeing all kinds of miracles as well as in the Far East. And uh, it's God just showing he is there. And this is, you know, he can do these things and he is the real live God of the universe. And unfortunately, it gets taken for granted or or passed over here. Amen. God uh, is doing works around the world. I know things, the wars and the sickness and virus and all that. But God is doing, he, he wants to save the world. He uses even the coronavirus to bring people to him. In America, Bruce, I think we Christians in the West, we got to wake up. This yeah. is the time for us to shine. Mm. This is the time for us to evangelize, to share the God's love and the gospel with others. When everybody is hopeless and fearful, yeah. We can shine in this time. We can shine in the U.S. Yes. Amen to that. I, I agree wholeheartedly. It's a, it's an opportunity that we have to express Christ's love and his miracles and the difference that he brings to a world that's questioning what's going on, confused. We've, we've got a God who's in control. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Anything else before we go that you'd like to say to everybody or tell everybody about your ministry or yourself or what's going on? Just pray for us is, uh, of course, the dark spirit of Islam and Prince of Persia is mentioned mm. by name in the book of Daniel. That's mm-hmm. it's a dark spirit over Iran. So would you pray? Would you yes. pray? Pray, pray. Let's defeat that dark spirit. And once the spirit of Islam is defeated in the heavenlies, we see Muslims come to Christ. And if the Lord leads you, would you join us? Would you 
come and serve with us and pray for us. And if the Lord leads, would you support this ministry? That That's all I'm asking. Mm. Well, that's a, a great ask. Amen. And God bless you. And thank you so much for giving us this insight, guiding us towards other tools that can be used. And and I know how much this has lifted my spirit, and I love your passion and, and what's going on there. So we will pray for you here and uh, look forward to talking more to you in the future. God bless you, Bruce. Thank you for allowing me to share. God bless you. We'll be in touch. All right. God bless you, too. And we'll talk to you later.